0: You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mella Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch.
1: Shoulda studied witchcraft, shoulda learned to ride a broom, so me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey y'all, I'm Mella Borowski back with another great dialogue for you today. Our guest is Claudia Sam, a soul coach for driven women who are stuck with where they're at in life, who feel like they've lost a sense of their purpose and who feel unfulfilled and don't know how to put themselves first without feeling guilty. She supports them to trust themselves, find their purpose, make decisions about their life they're happy with. Even if they're afraid of judgment from others, she helps them put themselves on their to-do list and feel good about it. It is so lovely to have you with us today talking about such important topics. Thank you for being here, Claudia Sam. Thank you so much, Mel. I'm so glad to be here. I love the statement on your website that says, I help driven women get out of survival mode and into their path to purpose. I think so many people are running in survival mode year after year. They don't even realize it. What does it even look like to live a life that's not constantly in survival mode? <laughs> I think this is a life's work to
0: sustain it. Because we live in a world where, well, we want the connection with other people. We want to have the entertainment. We, we want that. Mm. And why I'm bringing that up is because I lived in Nepal, I lived in an ashram twice where I didn't have the entertainment and I didn't have the connection with distractions as much as we have here. And I don't, to be really honest, I would not live there Mm. all the time because it's the extremes. It's like either being in the go, go, go mode here, or that's what I thought, at least that's what I thought, before I started doing this work, I thought it was one or the other. I thought you yeah. could be in survival mode, go, 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 always having something on your list, always having something in your calendar, never stopping, or you could live in an ashram mm. and be secluded from it all. But the thing is, it's it's not what it is. That life that is not in survival mode is this balance, finding the balance between both of those lifestyle, but something that feels right for us. And that's where all of our unique personalities come in and what we love and tuning into who we are and and what we want is so important in order to create that environment that is not in survival mode, but that is not completely secluded from everything Mm -hmm. at the same time.
1: Good point. So it sounds like you're speaking from experience to your clients. (laughs) Definitely. One of the things I tell my clients
0: is, I will not advise you or coach you on anything that I haven't done before. Mm-hmm. And so I will tell them if ever you have a question or something that's out of my expertise, something that is not something that I've experienced myself, I'm gonna be very honest with you because I really believe that to be the best coach I can be, I need to have gone through the emotions. I need to have gone through the resistance to put myself first. I need to have gone through the burnout and the stress and anxiety and panic attacks. and. To be really honest, Miller, I still have stress. I still mm-hmm. have panic attacks, but you know what? I have the tools to navigate them and I yeah. have the tools to not let them drag on for days and turn into something worse
1: in my life now. Yeah, that is so important. It doesn't just completely go away. It's it's an ongoing process. but. We are given the tools to be resilient. That's really so important. Mm -hmm. So tell us just a little bit, if you feel comfortable, about how you got to this point where you're now helping people with all these things. Mm, Thank you so much for asking. I have to say that it was a process because I
0: didn't know that deep inside me was this desire to teach or to coach and to mentor and guide and support. It was part of who I was, but it, it never dawned on me that that's what I would do for a living because my goal was to go up the corporate ladder and why was when I was in in university, I studied, I have a communications bachelor's degree and my first full-time job was then my dream job. I was the promotional street team and events coordinator for the biggest media conglomerate in Canada. Wow. That was in Montreal, in the, in Eastern Canada. And I remember, I got the job before I even finished university, so I ended up finishing my degree part-time, and I put everything I had in this job. Mm. It was exactly what I wanted because that's what I thought it was. After school, I thought that's where you went. You went to be seen. You had to be on the radio. In the media, you had to be out there and have something to prove for yourself and show for yourself. So I thought I had it all, and I was so happy but overworked. That one mm. time, I did 180 hours, one summer, 180 hours of overtime without being compensated. Mm. And I realized... <laughs> um, Is that really making me happy? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I started actually looking for another job because I thought that was the answer. Just change jobs. But I was carrying with me onto the next job Mm -hmm. that work ethic of putting work before me, of always thinking about work, of waking up with my phone in hand and going to bed with my phone in hand. My boss, once we were on an event and he came to me, he said, did you have lunch? And I, I had my bottle in my hand. My I would make shakes every day. And I told him, I said, "Yep, yeah, that's my lunch." <laughs> I would never ever stop. Mm. So when I eventually changed jobs out of media, I went and worked um, in a circus company. Which again, I never thought that was even possible. I really created. I really attracted these things into my life. What ended up happening is that I got. Panic attacks in a way that I actually never, I'd never lived panic attacks. I didn't know what it was to have your heart racing, to feel like you can't breathe, to feel mm. stuck and constricted. And well, the mind starts racing to, oh my gosh, am I dying? Right. So that day, I went to the hospital on a stretcher and I eventually had to wear heart monitors. Because, well, I thought, I really thought I was going to die. It Mm -hmm. took, I I don't remember if the doctor told me it was stress, Mm -hmm. but nothing was wrong with my heart. So it eventually just became that. And what happened is that I started to get invited to go to yoga with my friends. And even though my friends before that episode, they would, (laughs) one friend of mine gave me a book called The Art of Doing Nothing. I remember laughing and being like, I don't need that book. Uh, So after the panic attacks, I started to do yoga, the asanas, at least the movement. I started reconnecting with emotions, parts of myself that I didn't know were there or that were stuck. And yeah, in pigeon pose, I remember crying and crying and not really knowing what was happening, but it was just starting. I was cracking open and that's how the more i did yoga i eventually did two yoga teacher trainings living in nepal i left for a sabbatical year traveling uh, with my boyfriend that ended up being three years i ended up teaching yoga i ended up never going back to my corporate job Mm -hmm. and eventually someone said can you be my coach and that's how it started
1: (laughs) wow i think fear is a big part of why we end up on that rat race, as people call it. We we wake up in fear that we're not good enough. We want to accomplish what we need to do or what I have going in my brain that I have to fight against is, is being a failure or we want to achieve our goals and dreams or ever be happy. Where do you think that fear comes from? Why, why is it so embedded in us, especially women? Well, the first thing that comes to me is,
0: well, the media, which is ironic because that's mm what I studied (laughs) to do and work in and um, that ended up with what I'm learning about myself and about life. That is a big piece of the influence. Mm. There's this ongoing comparison between who we really are at a soul level and what the media and society portray is good enough. Mm. So taglines, headlines, photos. Even when I went to Nepal the first time, my goal was to master the freestyle handstand. Hmm. That's not what I learned there (laughs) at all, but that's what media was showing me yoga was all about. Hmm. And when it comes to fear, I feel like it's the fear of not reaching that because we For example, at school, we are graded A, B, B minus, A plus, whatever, C, D, E, F. We are graded on what someone else told us were the right answers. Mm -hmm. We've been living logic-ing our way around life, doing pros and cons lists, really going with what we think others will see as right so that we can get that A, so that we can be seen as good, as a good girl. Being emotional, for example, we're so afraid to feel the emotions because we've been told as women, push through, toughen up, don't be weak, don't be, don't be a wuss. Mm-hmm. So we've been taught that feeling emotions was bad so when we do it, how are we supposed to think that it's good? Well, that's where the fear, which is ego-mind, it's it's ego-based, versus the heart and the soul lie. There's a big difference. And how to understand this more concretely? I see it as low and high vibration. Mm-hmm. Low vibration being when we are closed-minded, when we see something in a narrow way, when we're negative, when we have beliefs or thoughts that fulfill a lack mentality, what's also low vibration is fear. Mm. High vibration is when we're positive, when we're in abundance, when we're in open in an open state of mind when instead of having a narrow vision we have that open and wide vision because the high and low vibration are so distinct and because we've been well i'm sure you know when we have a negative thought when something doesn't go right in our life when we don't achieve our goals, for, for instance, mm-hmm. well, we're going to think about all the things that went wrong. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right. Yep. Say there's, say there's three things that went quote wrong, but mm-hmm. let's say there's 15 things that went right. We only remember the few things that were wrong.
1: Yeah, that's my perfectionism too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That low vibrational
0: fear-based energy is so much stronger because that's the one we've been feeding all of our lives. And now we're starting to tell ourselves, our, our deepest wisdom, our higher self, that big S self, that no, I want to live in abundance. I want to live in openness and in positivity and high vibration. But then fear is like wanting to run for its life and wanting to save you. So it comes in and then it reminds you that, no, no, you have these three things that really
1: went wrong. Remember Mm. those? Remember those? Remember those? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. So when someone is starting on this journey of releasing the fears and trying to kind of break out of that, I know for myself, fighting my perfectionism, a lot of the things you were saying, that's what kept coming up for me is just fighting the perfectionism. That's been a lifelong journey for me. So how do you even get started to release those fears that we're, we're not enough and we're not going to accomplish enough? Mm, thank
0: you so much for asking. Well, before I give you a first or one, two, three steps, I'd, I'd like for um, the listeners to have kind of a visual of what that means, and which layers need to be uncovered. Imagine a triangle, and then on top of the triangle, there's a smaller triangle, and on top of the triangle, there's another triangle. There's five layers of triangles. Mm. So the top triangle is smaller, and that one is the body, okay? Mm. But underneath the, so the second triangle, we don't, Whatever the body is covering, so whatever the triangle of the body is covering, we don't really see. We just see the edges of the second triangle. That second layer is all of our thoughts and our mind. So the body covers that first physical layer of who we are that covers the thoughts. But then those two triangles, they cover the third layer, which is the emotions. And then those three body, mind, emotions cover the energy layer. And then body, mind, emotions, and energy cover the soul. Even though the soul is the biggest part and the most important part, Mm -hmm. it's hidden by all these other four layers. So when it comes to releasing the fear of not achieving, for example, your career, your health, or your overall happiness goals, I use my tune-in method. And the tune-in method starts with step one, which is all about balance. Balancing your body, your mind, and your emotions, those three first layers. And how I love to explain balance and how you can do this concretely in your life, I see it as an awareness circle. So see it as there's a circle, and on the circle there's body, there's there's thoughts, and there's emotions. And it goes clockwise, and whether you start with negative thoughts of I'm afraid I won't reach my goal, that manifests as an emotion as fear in the body and so the body tells us a message and then the wheel goes on what's the thought that's linked to that what's the emotion what's the physical sensation so far does that make sense
1: yeah yeah
0: so tuning in to what the body is saying really noticing and being aware of all of the boo-boos, the headaches, the mm-hmm. the joint pain, the back ache, the the heart congestion, whatever, anything ending mm-hmm. in itis, mm-hmm. they are all signs that there is an emotion that is stuck. So in the tune-in method, we go to the body, we see what's happening, then we go a step further. Okay, what's the emotion? Oh. Why is it, what's the fear there? What's the thought? Oh, I'm afraid I'm not going to reach my goal because I've I've always thought I was not good enough. That's that's a limiting belief that's al- aligned with the thoughts and that's a circle and it's always ongoing. Hmm. Once we've balanced and done this awareness circle many times, of course this is always ongoing, but once we know the foundation, we can step into the second part of the tune in framework, which is connect and I see connect as this inner compass, connect to who we are, connect to who we are meant to be connecting to our soul values, connecting to where our energy is spent. If there are any energy leaks and often, and this is something I love to do with my clients. They say, this is an eye opener for them. We take what. Let's say we can do this quite quickly. We can take three habits that we have, whether it's hanging out with people Mm -hmm. or time we spend or mm, places we go. So for example, for me, going to the gym was a habit I had because I thought that's what I had to do. I thought that to be healthy Mm -hmm. and feel good in my body, I needed to go to the gym. But to be honest, that was draining me. Mm. So that was not me connecting to who i really am that was me thinking going to the gym would uplift me but i was making a decision based on everyone's and society's expectations of me and what i thought was right Mm -hmm. and i was making it my truth but it was draining me Mm -hmm. it can be spending time with family members who or colleagues who don't share the same values as us or trying to be right in an argument instead of just you know, being accepting and detaching from needing to be right or wrong. Mm. Is that habit uplifting you or is it draining you? Mm. Did this ever happen to you, Mela, in your life where you realized that something you were doing was not helping
1: at all? Oh, absolutely. Many times in my life. (laughs) And (laughs) when I was younger, I'm 49 now. When I was younger, I didn't know what to do about it because I was trying to fit in somebody's box. And so... You know, I was trying to be, like you, like you were saying, the good girl and do what I needed to do and show up and be a missionary overseas and just all these things that one day I realized that just was not me. Mm. Yeah. And it changed my life when I realized that because I realized I didn't have to try to shove myself in a box somebody else made for me. Oh, You're so right. It's that saying yes to
0: others constantly that is on the opposite of the inner compass. I see it as... That connect part on a compass, the top of the compass, let's say north is your full potential, but south is saying yes to others. It's Mm. the complete opposite (laughs) of reaching our full potential. At home, if you want, as you're listening, if you want to do this exercise, just take three to five habits that you have that you are saying yes to just because that's what you are used to whether so taking you can take places you go to you could take people you hang out with the most whether it's texting or speaking or seeing that person and even the time that you spend whether it's like on netflix or working or hanging out with colleagues that could also be in the people category but taking three to five habits that you have and then just rating them on an energy scale 10 is it's uplifting you it's positive it's hopeful it makes you feel good but then one on that energy scale. It's draining, it's not helpful, it's not helping you to connect to who you are and it makes you feel very low energetically.
1: Mm. That's a really great exercise. Oh, Y'all good. do that right now, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> in the tune-in framework we have, so balance with the awareness wheel of body, mind, and emotions so that you can feel less pain in your body, feel mm. more free in the mind, Feel more connected to your emotions and not feel like they're weak to be expressed. Yeah. And then connect is that second part, which is all about saying yes to yourself, connecting to who you are, your soul values, what uplifts you versus what drains you instead of saying yes to other people and their expectations of you. Mm. And in the tune-in framework, what I do with my clients is also create tools so that we don't feel guilty to do that. Because I know that for a lot of women, it just feels so selfish and guilty to stop and put themselves first. So we, yeah. we deal with that for sure. The third part of the tune-in framework is trust. Mm-hmm. And that comes often very easily after we've done the balance and the connect part because trusting mm-hmm. on two levels, trusting the universe, mm-hmm. but I often tell my clients, hey, it's not about crossing your arms and um, looking up at the sky and being like, okay, universe, now you do my job. doesn't work like that. But trusting the universe is one thing, but it's also about learning to decipher the ego versus that heart voice, the intuition versus the fear-based thoughts. And that's where the trust on the second layer comes in, trusting your soul, trusting your higher self, trusting your deepest wisdom, trusting your big S self, your, your soul. And when we connect with the universe and with ourself, so with the source and with ourself, we expand. We're more aligned with what we're here to do on this planet. We're more fulfilled because we make decisions that are uplifting us, that are, are in alignment with how our body is talking to us. And we make decisions that make us feel whole as we are. We don't feel like we need to prove anything to
1: anyone else. Mm. Sounds a lot like it's encompassing empowerment and self-care and self-love, all those things that are very popular to talk about right now, but people talk about them, but they don't actually take it home and do the stuff. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're offering a way that women can slow down and de-stress for free, aren't you? Can you tell us about how we get involved in that? Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for bringing that up slow down
0: and de-stress is a free five-day self-care challenge it's meant for driven women who have never stopped and put themselves first but who are ready now and in this five-day challenge we really learn to well release anxiety restore calm create and sustain a self-care routine that works for you and it's an awesome opportunity to do this 15 20 minutes a day for five days and see that it's not daunting It's not scary to put yourself first and you can actually do it without it needing to take so much time in the day. That's one of the things that most of my clients, all of my clients come out of our time together is that self-care is a lifestyle. It's not only about massage and (laughs) mani-pedis and getting your hair done, right? Like these are nice. They feel good, but while we do that, I'm most certainly, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we all have these thoughts on our to-do list and, and these thoughts of not being good enough. And these fears come up while we get our hair done, especially when we have the magazine in our hand and we're comparing ourselves to everyone in the, in the paper itself. Mm-hmm. So that's not really what self-care is about. Self-care comes in handy when we do the tune-in framework. We balance, we connect, and we trust on a daily basis, even when you're in the car, even when you're online (laughs) in the grocery store, even when you're washing the dishes, because you're connecting to your breath, to your body, to what's going on inside of you, and you are acting and reacting in honor of your
1: soul and not in honor of being right. Beautiful. So I watch one of your YouTube videos about finding gratitude for the small things in life. And I'm all about having micro habits. And one of the micro habits I have is just that daily gratitude practice. And I thought it was really great that you gave an option for people who cringe when they're told to keep a gratitude journal. So I think listeners would really benefit from hearing your tip for being grateful for the small stuff in the day that does not include keeping a journal because not everybody likes that. Thank you for bringing that up. And I feel like this
0: book ends the talk about fear of reaching our goals because Mm. when we keep a gratitude journal, it brings up the to-do list. It brings Mm. up the I need to tick this done off of my off of my goals, otherwise it's not a real thing. But in reality, that just activates the fear-based energy of the thought of the logic mind. It has nothing to do with accessing the heart. Mm. So being grateful by the little things, and I mean every little thing, is it starts by feeling it. Mm. When you feel what you're grateful for, it multiplies in how much impact it has in our, on our life compared to when we just write it out. Because then again, it just comes back to it being something you do, but it's not something you feel, it's not yeah. something you are. Being grateful for the little things would be like in the self-care challenge. That's one of the things that we do. And it can be about waking up and being grateful for the sheets in the bed, for how cozy your bed is, how amazing it is that you have a bed, how amazing it is that you have sheets, how amazing is, is it that you have a pillow, and that you're able to rest during the night, and that you don't need to stay up all night, or I don't know what, of course, we all have different realities, but there are different things that we forget, that we can be grateful for, that can make us feel good On a daily and regular basis, but we
1: just so often forget about it. This morning when I woke up, I've been doing this whole say thank you as soon as I wake up or before my feet hit the ground. And Mm -hmm. the first thing that came to my mind is I just said out loud, thank you that my eyes opened and I have another day. Mm. So true.
0: So true. And Mela, I didn't share the link for the self-care challenge. It's
1: claudiasamsoulcoaching.com. And then forward slash self-care challenge. Wonderful. So if someone wants to reach out to you as a soul coach, is that the same uh, website they'd go to to get in touch with you? Yes, definitely. Claudia Sam, soulcoaching.com. Awesome, so we have a special treat from Claudia Sam. She's actually gonna do a meditation for us to help us just think about some of the things that she's been talking about to us. Um, so I do want to warn anybody who may be driving or doing something that it would be unsafe to do a meditation that you may want to just pause and pick this up at a later time when it is safe for you to do so. So with that out of the way, I'm gonna just turn it over to you, Claudia Sam. Thank you so much, Mela.
0: Yes, indeed, make sure you're in a comfortable place where meditating and closing your eyes is safe. And actually, before you close your eyes, I invite you to just look around you in the space around you. And notice how everything here is something that you've brought and manifested into your life. You have arrived in this space because you created this. You made this happen for yourself. So if materially it's possible, then emotionally and physically it's also possible. So with that said, close your eyes. And allow the upper palate to lift yourself up from also up to the top of the head. And just feeling the shoulders ride down the back, feeling the spine in alignment. And if you're tucking the belly in here, let it go become aware of the forehead and see if you can make more space between the eyebrows allowing the eyes to drop into their sockets relaxing the cheekbones the jaw the tongue even release the tongue at the bottom of the mouth you can keep the lips to touch and the teeth can part and lower your awareness down the throat and feel the chest open, lifting up a little bit more, more space between the ears and the shoulders. And maybe you can hear the heart beating. Maybe you can feel the chest rise and fall as you breathe. Lower the awareness down the arms, relax those arms by your side the palms can face up or down on the thighs or by your side releasing that belly and feeling anchored into the seat releasing your legs and then come back to the nostrils and just feeling the movement of the breath as it moves in and out through the nose we're gonna to inhale together for four counts. So exhale everything through the nose, inhale one, two, three, four. exhale four, three, two, one. Again, inhale one, two, three, four. exhale four, three two, one, again at your own pace. Next time you inhale, feel the breath move all the way down the belly. So when you're breathing in, the belly inflates and then the chest. When you exhale, the chest moves down and the belly relaxes. Next time you inhale, retain the breath at the top of the inhale just for a second and exhale. And so keeping that breath slow and steady, exhaling longer than the inhale if you can. You can release the counting, just let your breath be what it needs to be. And I invite you to, keeping that breath, be a focus. Come to scan the body from the crown of your head down. I want you to look for a sensation in the body that needs that breath, that needs spaciousness and your attention. For me right now, it's in my back. It's below the left shoulder blade, a little bit to the left side of the waist. And so emotions, they show up as physical sensations, and the places you can check is often the throat, even sometimes the head, there's pressure in the head. Sometimes there's a lump in the throat, or there's like a feeling of constriction at the chest. Maybe it's the lower back pain or the belly. Wherever your body wants your attention, go there. going to use the same breathing exercise we did except now instead of just breathing in and out through the nose you're going to use the physical breath and the mind you're going to bring the mind to be aware of that area of the body that needs your attention you're going to send the breath there with the mind so when you breathe in through the nose mentally for me i'm at that Left part of my back. And I imagine that the breath is expanding it, expanding, making the space. And when I exhale, I imagine letting it go. So breathing into that area of the body like a big balloon that was inflating with spaciousness, with freedom and love. And exhale, let that go. The balloon doesn't burst. It gently deflates, so it lets go. Do that two more times. And notice how the sensation is shifting. Your body had a message that was one of the first parts of the tune-in framework, to be aware of the body. So now I invite you to release the breath, release the attention on the body part that was tense, and just be for a moment. Take a deep breath in through the nose, and out through the nose. notice how you feel. Gently bring the palms together to touch up the heart. I like to rub the palms together. And then place the palms over the eyes to cover the face. And gently blink the eyes open behind the darkness. And gently let light come in.
1: Welcome back. Oh, that was
0: amazing.
1: Mm, I'm so glad. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you. I felt in my lower back and in my right knee, and that was just really interesting, how you're breathing in, the way you explained it it was almost like I could feel it going down into that knee and into mm-hmm. that back. So yeah, mm-hmm. really wonderful. Yay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, any final thoughts before we end our episode today? One line I
0: love to say after meditations like this, or even after when I used to teach yoga regularly, is that this state of peace and calmness, you can always come back to because you have it in you you have it in you is actually the name of my free facebook group it's a community for like soul women who wish to free themselves from their inner mean girl and create a deeper connection with themselves so if ever you feel inclined to joining i would love to have you there
1: beautiful claudia sam thank you so much for sharing your expertise in these life-changing topics y'all hop on that self-care challenge that's been so graciously offered to you the groups that you can be in and reach out to Claudia Sam if you're interested in having her as your soul coach. And remember, if you reach out to any of our guests, tell them you heard about them on Bell Book and Candle. And don't forget that you can always send me comments about an episode. You can send me insights or even questions you'd like me to answer by clicking on the link to send a little voice message to me. Super easy, y'all. I'd love to hear from you. Take care and y'all be blessed.
0: thank you all for listening to bell book and candle you can follow mella on instagram and facebook at bell book candle sc that's bell b-e-l-l-e or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash bell book candle